Hi, everybody. This is Gad Saad. My daughter came to me yesterday and said, Daddy, I really want to read more. I want to be, you know, more educated. It's sort of the stuff that I've been telling her all these years. You need to be, you need to foster a, a sense of intellectual profundity. You have to read more and so on. Uh, she finally got through to her. She said, okay, just give me, give me books to read. Because I always told her the importance of reading you know, the success of a child is determined by the number of books that, you know, their parents have in the home and how much they read and so on. And so I think it finally got through her. She's 14 now. And so I came home now. I'd been working at uh, the cafe and she said, OK, well, let's go to your library. I have a huge personal library of books. And she said, let's give me a book to read and let's uh, let's see how we can do this. As you might imagine, I was outlandishly excited because ultimately there's nothing more beautiful than the development of your cerebral life and so I started looking around quickly and I quickly honed in on this one right here why we get sick the new science of Darwinian medicine uh, by uh, Randolph Nessie, who's been a guest on my show, he's a psychiatrist by training whose uh, lifelong work has been to try to infuse evolutionary theory within medicine, uh, also within the curriculum of medical schools, right? The idea being that you can't become a physician by only studying, <clears throat> excuse me, diseases at the proximate level, the how and what of a disease. You have to study the Darwinian why, right? So... Some of you may have previously heard me talk about uh, some of these evolutionary medicine concepts. Before I do so, let me just mention the other uh, co-author, George Williams, who is a very famous evolutionary biologist. Uh, I never had the opportunity to interact with him. Uh, I think he's now passed away. So two classic examples from evolutionary medicine, number one, is the idea that many of the symptoms that we feel when we have a cold, uh, sweating, coughing, sneezing, uh, fever, uh, the chills that you get, all of these things are adaptive mechanisms that evolve to you know, uh, reduce the viral load in your body. And so when you then take a cold medicine, while you may feel better in that it attenuates the symptoms, it actually ends up extending the duration of the cold because those symptoms, notwithstanding that they are unpleasant, uh, have adaptive value. But the, my favorite example uh, from evolutionary medicine, one that I've often lectured about and written about because it so beautifully captures the difference between proximate and ultimate causation. Proximate is the how and what of a phenomenon. Ultimate is the uh, Darwinian why of a phenomenon. Why did it evolve to be of this form? Is The example that I like to use is pregnancy sickness, right? So pregnancy sickness is a physiological reality that pregnant women experience around the world since time immemorial. You can study endless things from a how or what perspective. You know, uh, how do shifting hormonal levels affect the severity of the symptoms? What are some triggers that might... Uh, you know, cause a woman to experience uh, greater, you know, severity of, of pregnancy sickness symptoms. There's a million different proximate, 
you know, phenomena that you could study. The ultimate Darwinian why is why has this mechanism evolved? And the, the answer, uh, several people have uh, offered a, a, an answer. Uh, probably the person most known for it is someone by the name of uh, Prophet, P-R-O-F-E-T, uh, that there is an evolutionary adaptive explanation for pregnancy sickness. We know, for example, that women, when they are uh, at that gestational stage, are more likely to be attracted to certain foods, more likely to, re to be repelled to other foods, and those patterns of food preferences perfectly map onto antimicrobial properties. So, for example, the idea that a woman is attracted to uh, or, or is desirous to have pickles, well, pickles have an antimicrobial property, or women will be repulsed by certain foods that have high likelihood of uh, teratogens, food pathogens, foodborne pathogens. Uh, but the idea of why you experience the symptoms of pregnancy sickness turns out to be explained by something called organogenesis. So you could pretty much set your clock to it. The during the first trimester, there's a period called organogenesis where the 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 organs are forming in utero of, of the of the fetus. Well, <clears throat> during that period, it's particularly important for the mother to not be exposed to certain dangerous uh, teratogens because then it can wreak havoc to that process of organogenesis. And therefore, those symptoms and ultimately throwing up is an insurance policy against that possibility. Now, it turns out that the more pregnancy sickness you experience, the less likely you are to have a miscarriage. The more pregnancy sickness you experience, uh, you know, the more likely there'll, there'll be a successful, uh, you know, childbirth. And so if you go see your OBGYN and you say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling these symptoms, please give me a pill to attenuate those symptoms. While it might be great in that tomorrow you can write that exam without having to run to the bathroom every five minutes to throw up, it's the perfectly wrong thing to do from an evolutionary perspective. And as I've explained in the past, I've often lectured about this many times. For example, when I'm teaching MBA classes where there are a lot of health professionals, many of whom are physicians and OBGYNs and surgeons and so on, they'll come up to me and say, hey, Dr. Saad, we, wow, we never learned this in, my, in medical school. Well, that's precisely because they're not trained in ultimate level explanations they're trained in in intervening in proximate world so check out this book <clears throat> incredible book truly incredible book because you you get through a lot of these examples now of course darwinian psychiatry as opposed to say darwinian medicine is the application of the evolutionary lens to psychiatric disorders uh which itself is a fantastic field i recently was uh uh, chatting with uh, Aaron Kiriati, who is a, uh, a psychiatrist by training, and I was, I told him about uh, my favorite book on Dar titled Darwinian Psychiatry by Troisi and McGuire. So, if any of you are interested, check out this book, fantastic book. But in any case, the the the, the what the impetus for today's um, sad truth clip is really to sort of suggest that you read this book. And that I'm so excited that my 14-year-old daughter came to me and said, I want to learn. I want to read. Knowledge is power, as the maxim or adage goes. And so I'm so glad that, uh, you know, I finally got through to her. And she even told me something else that really uh, warmed my heart. She said, you know, 
I've kind of, I'm pretty much done with my phone. Imagine hearing that from your 14 year old daughter. I mean, you, you almost think that phones are now, you know, biologically, you know, they're sewn into their hands. And she's saying, okay, I've had enough of the phone. I want to read. So if there's anything that you can do to instill this kind of love for learning and love for reading in your children, uh, do it. There you have it, folks. And again, please let me just mention that uh, if you're interested in my work, you want to support my work, my uh, forthcoming book, which, by the way, I'm going through the galley proofs right now, so I'm very excited. The Sad Truth About Happiness is available for pre-order. Please consider going to Amazon right now at the end of this, listening to this, and pre-order it. It really helps for the bestsellers list because once the book is released, all of the pre-orders are counted in that first week of sales. So if there are, let's say, you know, 8,000, 10,000, 20,000 pre-order books, they all come in that first week and then you suddenly can become, you know, you're on the on the bestsellers list and then that creates an avalanche. So I know that many of you are planning on buying the book. I know that many of you uh, support my work. So please consider pre-ordering the book ASAP. Uh, this upcoming week, I'll be heading to USC to speak at a... Uh, event, a 10-year anniversary at a research center there at USC. Uh, the conference is titled The Age of Enlightenment, I think. I'll be talking about the the deontological pursuit of truth and the idea that for, forbidden knowledge is, is a slippery slope. Uh, so I look forward to that. I'll also be taping some PragerU clips uh, based on the sad truth about happiness. So a lot of exciting things happening. Hope that you are having a great weekend. Have a great evening and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.